So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll say a short prayer as we start just to just to focus on our attention that we are having a quiet time in the presence of the Lord. Um, our dear Heavenly Father, how precious and worthy is your name more precious than anything we know or we can imagine or think of and it is that name that we call upon this afternoon the name Jesus Christ whom you lifted up above every name that is named that through Christ we have eternal life that through Christ we have access to all that we desire in this life and even in life to come we thank you for saying this a time to be alone with you and to remove all distractions and have time to meditate on your word and to hear what you are ministering to us through the scriptures may you anoint your word may you anoint what we share that it may transform lives even as we wait for the second coming of our lord jesus christ We thank you one more time and we give you glory, honor and praise in Jesus name. Amen. Now, I have some message to share but it's not clear what the Lord wants me to share and so I've found that now that the day is a little bit gone, we can share some, some small thoughts. Maybe it will help me to get clarity because actually God has his ways of speaking to us. But he does not, he, he, rea- he, he really speaks to an individual. God speaks to a person with an intent to pass on that which he's speaking to someone else. So this, I'm saying this because whatever God is doing through me, it's not for me alone. It's for you and for someone else. So it would be much profitable if I would bring it up, even if it's it's in bits and bits. It would be good to bring it up so that we can meditate together and see where it is going or which which way the Lord is directing. I started by visiting we started by visiting um, Elizabeth Bell and I'm thinking that 
this there is a message that is coming after that interaction with Elizabeth Bell that God has a message to speak through that incident and it is a message of hope not just to Elizabeth Bell but to everyone who believes and who has a touch of God in his life I believe that it is not only Elizabeth Bell's situation that needs hope but there are other areas of life that needs hope and I believe that this is why the message is coming up but it's not that clear and I'm looking out and when I when I when I sit down to in the morning and I was trying to group um, all my documents together in the morning mm-hmm. I tried to group all my documents together and and I could not resist of um, writing up something typing something which which was keeping on flowing through through my heart actually I was just trying to arrange my desktop, arrange my, um, and, and put some, some documents that are similar, put them together in one, in one um, folder. And this came up, and I started writing as it was, as it was going. I started writing, I started organizing something, and I said, hey, I don't know where this is going, but now it's just at the beginning. I would like uh, to give it to you so that you can also be a part of this because by now we know that God speaks not to one person. And even if he speaks to one person, that message has to pass on to someone else. And this is the thought the thought that is coming is a thought of hope. Mm. And I would like us to think about this. For a couple of days ahead. And addressing the areas of our life where we are about to give up. Or we have already given up. Or we have re- written them off. Mm. Or we have, mm. or we have said, mm. we, we have said, don't revive those hopes. It's gone. It's it's, it's not it's not coming. It's not. And we, I, I would like us to, to 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 address this as coming from the Lord. And and I tell you that whatever comes from the Lord has the power to fulfill what he is telling to fulfill through that message. As long as you believe. As long as you believe that the message is from the Lord and it is able to transform, surely you will be transformed. I want to say this way. There are many situations in people's lives which need hope to be rekindled. And I, I would like us to be as practical 
as possible so that we can help someone out there and 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 please don't always remember that we are ministers of of the gospel from the lord the lord has put on us a burden to minister to to be ministers of the gospel to ministers of the gospel to someone else not just to us us is just selfish and self-centered but it should be that have something to carry to someone else and god will take care of us and so so you can see in my you can see in my on my desktop that i was trying to arrange my documents and i put all those that are similar to a draft to a folder called inspired messages these are messages that i had drafted earlier and put them all together but when i was just cleaning up i couldn't resist this and i wrote a, a folder called hope and i want to open that and i just give this up um to you to read and maybe i would like to visit that and then i feel i stop i've stopped that for for now i don't want to go so much and um god speaks bits by bits you may not get eggs all all at once but he speaks bits by bits by bits and he is trying to make you not lean on your own understanding but lean on him so he speaks to us bits by bits waiting to see sorry yes it's over right. waiting to see will you incline to him to hear more or will you start relying on your own will you acknowledge that this is from him or you will you start retreating to your own wisdom and your own know-how so god will never speak clearly in, a, in at once he will speak bit by bit by bit making you to lean on him and to rely on him for completeness of what he is talking and not even that even to whom he is wanting you to talk to now this is something that came up just a few minutes here before and i say the topic of this is declaring hope to the captives why i am putting this thought captives of course i don't want to be repetitive i can say declaring i started saying declaring hope to the hopeless that's a repetition you are repeating hope and the hopeless but but the but i i moved the father to say declaring hope to the captives now when you think of a captive is somebody who is held against his or her will 
captive must have struggled to get free from his captors and to the extent he has given up. So there's some issues. He has given up. He has fought all his life and he has given up. You have that imagination. A captive is held against his or her will and he has wrestled all his lifetime not lost. If he, yeah, it could be even for all his lifetime. Even generations. This generation has wrestled the whole thing. It, 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 it gave up. It wrestled the next generation. Wrestled with the same thing. It gave up. Because the generation after generation are under the captivity. Are under captive. Now you may be held captive in your mind. In your health. In your body. In your strength. And you're wrestled with things which you are find yourself under captivity and you've given up and you're almost giving up. They wear you down. You're worn out. You have no extra strength to fight to, to fight more for your freedom. Look at what the word is saying. Look at what look at what the, the message is starting. Declaring hope to the captives. Now, while you are there, I'm putting this in that this has to do with a prophet, a prophet. Now, a prophet is someone who is a, who is gifted with a prophetic gift. I would keep talking about prophecy. Prophet, prophetic gift, prophetic mind, because this is this is supernatural. It's not it's not something you ordain on the streets. It is God given. It's not something approved of man. It is something that comes from from God. It's it's a we see prophets like Samuel. We see prophets raised by God like Elijah. And a prophet, this and declaring hope to the captives, it's a prophetic insight. A prophet sees beyond where you are. A prophet sees the future before you start. Anointing, who was anointing David to be the king? He went through all the list of the Jesus' sons because God told him, Take the anointing oil and choose for me a king who will rule Israel. Not so. And a prophet has a prophetic mind, a prophet has a prophetic insight. So, so declaring hope to the captives, it's, an, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mandate for a prophetic anointing with a prophetic insight that you can declare hope where there seems to be no hope. You can call things that are, that are, that are, uh, uh, that are not as if they are.
this is a gift. It's not given a man. It's not even approved of man. Jesus said, I don't seek men to approve of me. Because I know I'm from the Father. And I don't seek approval of men. For neither do they know me nor do they understand me. Because I don't come from here. I come from above. And so the gifts that are of God, they're not approval. They're not subject to men's approval. Yet God approves of them. That the Holy Spirit confirms that this is from the Lord. Yet the Holy Spirit confirmed through the anointing that this pleases the Father. Now, I want to stick to this, to this subject that we, that, that uh, there is a message coming slowly and step by step. I don't know which direction it will take, but it's a message of hope. And I can tell you, I can tell you, we are ministers of God. And we have the anointing to move with prophetic insight. To stir up hope. Stir up hope. Which you can see and no one else can see. Because God has ordained you to see. And we are stirring hope so that we can mobilize those who believe to attain the full stature of Christ. What Christ came for? What what Christ came to accomplish for us so that we can partake of the same who believe? And I'm saying this short prayer here. Father in heaven, I thank you for the hope you have bestowed upon all who believe in Christ. It's not for everyone. It's for only those who believe in Christ. It's only those who have been appointed to believe in Christ. Those who have not yet believed, but they are appointed to believe in Christ. So they are also included. And this hope has been bestowed upon all who believe in Christ. And pray the short prayer. May you enlighten our understanding to comprehend all that Christ accomplished for us through his death on the cross. That we may declare hope to all that are under bondages of the enemy. Now, I am going to just read this introduction and leave it here. I'm so delighted to share with you a prophetic insight that is intended to rekindle the hope in all situations of life to all who believe in Christ and stir up your mind towards fulfilling God's plan over your life and that of your loved ones. Are you about to give up? Do you do not give up yet? There is hope. Pay attention to God's direction 
regarding the situation you find yourself in. Now, now, I want to put this aside, and I want to summarize this. I want to see this way. Christ came and died for the hopeless. Now I want you to I want to bring up an understanding of why Christ came. Two thousand years ago. Christ was born in Bethlehem. And he came for a cause, for a purpose. be a source of hope to all who believe in him. The Bible says that Christ is the hope of glory. If I deviate from that thought, I will be going against the scriptures. You don't speak about hope and you don't mention Christ. Hope is meaningless without Christ. Christ is the hope of glory, the Bible says. Now, when God helps to understand why Christ came and what he accomplished for us, we are able to partake of the same because what Christ partook of we are also entitled to partake of as well what Christ partook he partook it on our behalf that we also through him we might attain all that he attained not only in this life but even in the life to come, eternal life. Through Christ. I, I want it, I want to, uh, because this is something so big, I can't finish it here. But I want to change your mind thought. And everyone who is listening, I want to change your mind thought. You who look at issues or situations and wish them away. No! Not you. Oh my gosh! Not you. You've done this whole thing based on an assumption. Not you. Look. No. I'm sorry. This is... Oh. This? No. No. Look. Look. 
If I'm going fast, let me stop. You're not fast, darling. You're being assuming. And that's worse. No. You cannot go, go into a group of, te- of people and assume that they don't believe. Okay. Now, we have a witness. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit. Darling, it's not... I will explain. The Holy Spirit is in everyone, whether they believe or they don't. He knows. You can't lie to him. He knows who is believing and who is not. So when we are led of the Holy Spirit, we are we are able to know who is believing and who is not. Because the Holy Spirit will put a signal in our heart, in our spirit. That this is believing and this is not. It's, 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 not, it's not assumption. It's, it's not, it's, it's not a, a chance game. And it is not our doing. It's the doing of the Lord. To a situation at the end of it and you've I realize it's all up to God but you can't predict can you, and tell them what you think that God you, should be doing can you put can you put can you put this this in relevance to the what he started about it's about the hope mm-hmm. it's about re- it's about um, declaring hope to the captives, stirring up a hope to situations where there is seems to be no hope. And you can't assume. You can't as you can't assume there is hope where there is not. You will know, or they will even tell you there is no hope. You can see, you can see the struggle, you can see. A hopeless situation. You can easily pick a hopeless situation. And the thought is the thought behind this is. Can you, can you wait prayerfully on God to speak hope where there is no hope, rather than interpreting it on your own? Can you be a minister of God, a minister of hope, and say, and say, yes, it looks. This way. Dying! Oh my gosh! No! No? Oh! 
there's another way of looking at it as well. You can't go in there and say, oh, Mrs. Bell, we're giving you your last little bit of hope. She's already got hope. She believes. I do, I'm not talking about a, her. Um, uh, this, this is not about her. This is just an illustration. I think this message is not based on Elizabeth Bell. This message is for to address other hopeless situations or other other situations where there could be no hope. And in ref, in reflection in ref, in reflection with what Christ has accomplished, we have a reason to say yes, there is hope. It doesn't matter how hopeless the situation says, we have a reason to say there is hope in Christ. If only you believe. And and the, the, the joy of this the joy of this approach is that we have situations where the parents have given up on, on, on trying to rebuke their children to change their lifestyle, especially teenagers. Um, that's one of them. There are situations where people who are addicted into behaviors and addictions or whatever, whatever, and these people have written them off. So it's not, it's not just sickness. It's even drug addiction. It's even some habits that people have given up on. It could be an individual, on an individual level. See? And, in, and I know there are things that are beyond human, human, human understanding or human comprehension or human, human knowledge or human wisdom. We have a lot of technologies, but there are constitutions that are beyond human wisdom and human research and human blah, blah, blah. Because we are all human. We have limits. If, if, even those researchers, they have limits. And like, it's like, it's like, it is at this point that we are able to declare hope with, with the help of God, of course. And having spent some time, of course, with God and, and sought Him out and sought Him out. And as I say, it is something that you will have an, a, a spiritual insight to see beyond the situation. And, we, and this can be an encouragement to many. And they could see the Lord in their lives through this. And so I, I, I would like to I would like to um, say that I feel so pleased that I can share this out in a way that that is understandable. Yeah. At least now I can go to the scriptures and I start getting references where hope is mentioned. Mm -hmm. I have 
I, I, I can pick up very many scriptures because I still have a skeleton of the, of, of the message of and what to address. And it can come up in a form of a write-up, it can come up in a form of a book. It can, it can be a book. It can be a few pages, you know? It can be a few pages, it can be a form of a write-up, it can be a form of a message, talk to people, talk to someone, or not even talk to, or not even that much. Once this message is clear, I don't have to speak to anyone. I can approach situations with this, with, with this approach, having research and having to spend time on this hope, hope message. I don't have to speak it. I don't have to share with anyone. But confronted with the hopeless situations, I can address them with hope. And I can watch, wait on, wait on God to see Him turn situations around, which were once hopeless. God can turn them around because I have already meditated on the thought about hope. Yes, sir. Yes, so I would like us to, I would like us to pray and finish this up. Father God, we thank you for this message of hope. And we know it's directed to someone, all to us, all to a city, all to a nation, all to wherever, all over the world. May this hope be rekindled all over the world to them that are intended for and especially those who believe in Christ. Father, in your name and in the name of Jesus, we are speaking hope. We are speaking hope. To every captive. To every bondage that, that the enemy has put your people. We are speaking hope. Through Christ. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. Um, I want to stop there and I think I know I know there are different types of ministering people some spend a lot of time defying and caroling the message and making it um, presentable and making it um, 
broken into into small details and, and more detailed. But I think this is interesting to focus on the action. Let's look on the practical aspect of this word that we will see hopeless situations turned around. It's not about much about talking. It's not much about write up, writing up on this laptop. It's not about amassing notebooks on hope. It's about saying practical, practical experience of situations turning, which are hopeless, turning to be to to have hope in Christ, through Christ. And that's why I'm stopping this here. I know it's not as, as clear, but I'm stopping it here. I want to see, I want to spend more time waiting on God to see practical of this word. Hope. That many may believe that this is from the Lord. It's not my doing. And don't, don't be overwhelmed when we face situations that have no hope at all and God uses us to turn those situations around for his glory so thank you so much for that that more time we spent together and I feel I feel yeah I feel I feel I, I've gonna step ahead I feel that things have been more clearer yeah. And I'm sure you're blessed too. Mm. Mm. Thank you so much.